If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ethan Bruce. And Patrick Kane. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. Okay, time to talk about some games you've actually been playing. And uh, yeah, I've been waiting a long time to talk about this now. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, you almost, uh, <laughs> almost in eternity. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Pillars of Eternity is a game that I backed on Kickstarter and I expected it to be out uh, a while ago, but uh, the scope of the game was massively changed when uh, 77,000 people backed it. I think the game raised almost $4 million on Steam, on on Kickstarter rather, and uh, now it's finally out. After uh, early access beta, it's finally released in full glorious form now uh it it definitely makes no apologies of its origins it's definitely a love letter to the old rpgs of old the uh boulders gates and the uh icewind dales which i fondly remember playing over many weekends in co-op as as unwieldy as that might have been uh so uh i mean you play these games basically by assigning an action then pressing pause and literally me Adam, who has often been on the show, and and Mike, we would uh, we would literally set up with some beers, and we would go, "What are we doing? Oh, okay, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna cast a fireball, and then I'm gonna send my dude up to fight this guy, and we would do this on a LAN, and then and so we'd be like, right, okay, everyone ready? Okay, unpause. So they'd do that, and then pause it immediately. And then what are we going to do next? It, honestly, this would go on for hours. Like, so, we'd on, do so like, that's not how you uh, played the game. That's how you played the game. That's how we played the okay. game in co-op. That's kind of how you have to play it in co-op because it's just too crazy. Because what these games are is they're essentially Dungeons & Dragons, but everything is happening concurrently. Uh, a lot of these recent games of these like top-down RPG games, they've been... Um, they used a turn-based model right. where, you know, everyone gets their initiative, you do your action, then the enemy does theirs. And it's a much more, si- like, to be honest, I prefer that. Um, so it's taken a bit of getting used to, again, having this sort of pause play. In addition to this, what it's missing from those old games is uh, there's no AI scripting whatsoever. So um, normally, well, there is some very basic AI scripting in that if you if there's a dude that's near an enemy, he will 
beat him with his stick, you know. Um, but oh, you mean they won't for the other members of your party? Yeah, right, they, okay. they, they, if you send if you send them off into melee, yeah. they will continue bashing things. But if you tell them to do like, so like my main character's a barbarian, <clears> and he'll do like his ang- angry frenzy raw thing. If I do that on him. He won't just immediately start attacking after that. I have to tell him to do that after. So there's no like default moves you can do or No. In behavior. all these old games you would basically set you would you would be like so uh, you, there would be a number of scripts and they would they would be like don't attack until I attack or attack whatever's yeah, yeah. attacking me yeah. or uh, you know uh, only use melee unless they only use ranged unless they come within a certain range then get your knife out and attack like that. Um in this version of the game, because they've built it from scratch, they've not put any of that in, and now they're saying that they are going to put in some AI uh, scripting when they do the expansion. So I think this is another reason they're doing the expansion thing, because they haven't quite finished mm-hmm. what they want to do. Um, but I, I think it's a little bit of an oversight, and it's very taxing early on in the game when you've got like bugger all hit points and you're coming up against enemies and you're not really str- sure how strong they are and unless you're really you know you're you've got to be on the quick save all the way through this because you'll just turn around a corner and there'll be like five wolves that will just decimate you or something um so uh that that it's after playing it i'm about 10 hours in now and i'm at the point now where i can comfortably play the game and because I've got a full party of six, it's no big deal if I run into like, uh, you know, five gob- gobos or whatever. Because it's likely that at least one of my dudes will survive the the encounter. <laughs> so so, or, or won't be like, because you don't die as such. You get knocked down unconscious. Um, it's weird it's you've got health and endurance and basically the way that the the game uh met, like sort of uh does its difficulty is by um it, it regulates the amount you can rest and i thought this was quite interesting and there's a lot of other things about the game that are really well thought out and streamlined um so i'll, I'll get to those to sort of balance out my argument but um what it does is you've got like a certain amount of times you can rest when you're out doing your dungeoneering so at the moment i can rest a maximum of of four times um when you do a combat what happens is uh your endurance slowly gets chipped away and you can uh you can boost stats to make it better but um essentially uh that endurance stat defines kind of how much punishment your character can take between rests um a lot of the uh, abilities you get will be per encounter, which is useful because it means that every time you go into a fight, you've always got those abilities to hand. But then some of the like, like the wizard spells or whatever, they'll only be usable per day. So between the next time you right. actually <clears throat> properly rest. Um, so rubbish, I thought that was quite. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, but but oh, but what what is cool about wizards is um if you take out an enemy wizard which i did earlier i've done it i've killed a couple actually you get their grimoire and you can learn the spells out of their grimoire and then keep their grimoire and and actually set up a different loadout in that grimoire so you could go oh, i just swap this out for my fire spells and you can actually there's actually an ability that allows you to do that quickly um, which is cool. So you can actually effectively prepare more spells than you would normally. Cool, that's good. Um, so, so that's pretty cool. There's some really interesting classes, some of which I'm only really getting to grips with 
just now. Um, there's one called a Chanter, which I think is like a bard. Uh, I've just met this character. He's uh, one of the like main companions that you meet along your travels and he's got a rifle but he's also you he has these chants which you set up which are these different spells that have these abilities that trail off and then another one activates and then another one activates after that and then he gets spells but he can only uh he can only activate these spells when he's done his chance for a certain amount of time which makes him very much like a a supporting character who basically buffs the team and then if the combat's going on too long he can kind of mop up by summoning monsters or doing some <laughs> other pretty decent spell um there's some interesting races the whole all the lore is uh, been generated by uh, um obsidian themselves it's not based on any uh, third party material um and what else did i want to say uh <laughs> it's just quite oh yeah i've just got to the point now where i've i've got a stronghold which I can actually upgrade parts of, and uh, below this stronghold is what they call the Endless Paths, and it's a 15-level dungeon that is 15 levels deep because that was uh, a uh, Kickstarter... What's it called? Stretch goal. Stretch goal. Stretch goal. <clears throat> so they basically, at the end of the crowdfunding campaign, they went, right, okay, every uh, extra $100,000 we get, there's going to be an extra level to this dungeon. <laughs> so uh, well, so it's 15 levels deep. Wow, now. the Star uh, Citizen dungeon is going to go on for eternity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even more eternity. Um, uh, oh yeah, the other cool thing about this game is uh, I didn't spend too much time agonising on my, uh, my own character that I created because literally the first tavern you get to, it says, uh, oh, were you looking for any help on your travels and you basically go in from the dungeon from the tavern menu there's a whole interface that basically allows you to create your own adventurers so you can go oh well i'll have a i'll have a monk and i'll meet a wizard and you can basically build up an entire party oh, right. as cool. long as you've got the money yeah. uh, of your own custom adventurers i made up like a mm. druid little weird female druid that turns into like a werecat and uh smashes people up and uh and she's still in my party so i've got a full party of six two of which are my own creations four of which are characters out of the game so i thought that was really decent um and also, uh, finally, uh, philosophically, there was an article on Polygon. And philosophically, they've really changed up the approach to this game, where most of these games are about brutally uh, min-maxing your characters. And, you know, it's so possible to screw up your build by choosing the wrong feats and abilities. They have actively built their system to, um, to negate that. So, for example, you can create a barbarian with high intelligence means that his abilities last longer so even if he's not as strong his buffs will be more uh you know longer lasting um and there's 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 myriads of ways that you can build characters without actually gimping yourself and the fact that you can change out your party uh i like i mentioned the stronghold which you can build out in different ways you can get hirelings that um prevent your uh, stronghold from being overtaken and you can also send out your adventurers on other quests like you could in uh, Star Wars The Old Republic <coughs> uh, like off on little missions to do things for you yeah. um, 
characters that you've created or met in the game. Uh, so, like, it's it's dear it's, listener, it's Robbie's really very brilliant. passionate about this. You can see it in his crazy man mm-hmm. eyes while he's telling. It's good. It sounds great. Well, it does sound good. I am. Mm. I'm not without my reservations. Like I said, the the lack of AI scripting in the combat is uh is noticeably awkward, and uh, getting back used to that old school uh combat, especially after you know playing Dragon Age Inquisition and literally having everything automated, um, took a bit of getting used to. And the graphics, you know, they're still quite crude. The spell effects though are lovely. Uh, the you know when you but cast fireballs and everything that all just looks fantastic and the the art itself is amazing and the fact that you can like zoom in and out so far now the fact that it's all built for like a big screen you know you play those old black isle games now they're made for like a tiny little 14 inch monitor (laughs) and 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 like you you can you can you can patch them to fill the whole screen but they're so clearly designed for that layout that you end up with this just so much on the screen it's just like it's not really that great an experience but this this um they've really thought this through and and also for an obsidian game uh like south park last year very few bugs so uh i i've not i've not noticed any any problems uh as in you know the game hangs together perfectly well so yeah i'll shut up now if you like what is Actually, I think it might be Unity. I'm pretty sure it is. <clears throat> Did you just Google no, that? No, Unity then? on Facebook this week had a. Oh, look! Five of the games in the top ten on Metacritic at the moment are all Unity games. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. You know, that's good to know, yeah. isn't it? The fact that it's like, uh, yeah, Unity yeah, 3D. It so it's not very often, and it's a shame, really. But it's not very often you see Unity games going for full whack on Steam. It's uh, thirty-five quid, I think. Um, but good for them. Yeah, good I think it's good. Well, uh, yeah, I paid uh, twenty dollars. That was my Kickstarter pledge. But yeah, they, they, they. I, I don't see why they shouldn't. I'm, I'm glad they've got the balls to put this out for whack and go. This is a full price game. It's, it. I've there's, there's everything in it that that was in those old games back in the day. I know the goalposts have moved now. Um, can I, I, I can mean, ask a question? Yeah. What's the uh, what's the story like in it? Well, the story actually <laughs> is about um it's all to do with souls. Right. And I'm only starting to um very slowly uncover what's going on, but uh essentially your character becomes a watcher and that basically means that he's able to make contact with um the previous souls of characters in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. in some cases, some of these watchers have turned completely mad. And so the, I think the essential gist of the main quest line is to find a MacGuffin to stop yourself from going mad from having all these visions. Right. Um, but it's very well, it's very nicely handled actually. And the, the writing, I'm, I can't believe I didn't even get to this. The writing is fantastic. Um, yeah. considering there's a lot of writing in the game, uh, it's very very well done, and uh, all the uh, there's there's like sub quests going on as well with different characters. Like the, the, it's like the Baldur's Gate games where you would you know you'd come across a character they'd they'd have a quest that you'd help them out on and they'd mm. help you out on yours. Um, but yeah, I don't know who the main villain is yet, although I have come across some main characters who I didn't expect to be villains and they were, and it's like what? 
but yeah, the story, the, it, the like story Wingford, is the, is the, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no, the story is definitely uh, uh, top notch. Uh, they, they are massively selling this on that. So. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, I just ask because I just think that's massively important in a role playing game really, isn't it? Um, oh yeah. If you oh, just yeah. if you just kind of spoon fed some kind of generic light versus dark nonsense, um, it's it, uh, for me that that kind of that can kind of ruin a, a perfectly good um, you know RPG mechanic just by having a bit of a lame story there. So, well, that's why I lost my rag with Divinity in the end because right. for all its flaws and its unbalancing and and the and the nonsense and the trying to figure out where to go next. I, I would have forgiven it all of that if it had a compelling enough story, but it was just mm. silliness. And mm. Pillars of Eternity definitely succeeds where that game failed in, on just about every count so far, from the fact that the story's decent, the fact that uh, the interface is so nice and streamlined uh, for what it is, uh, the fact that the crafting is literally just like, oh, you can make this now because you picked up this stuff, you know? Mm. Oh, and like I found out that I could... I was just looking at the weapon I had equipped and it said uh, enhance. So I clicked on that and it went, oh yeah, you can make this a fine weapon now because you've picked up this stuff. So cool. brilliant. Like, yeah. I don't mm. want to know what any of that stuff is. Just let me make my fucking axe better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> don't let me fucking no. have to Google how to do that, you know? I, Jesus. I completely agree, mate. Yeah. So, so yeah. For, for it's, yeah. It, it, it's pretty good so far. Cool. Very much enjoying it, and would recommend. With the caveat being that, yeah, it's it's old school. You have to sort of forget that like fifteen years didn't happen in some yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what? Uh, anyone else been playing anything? I know you've been playing Ori and the Blind yeah. Forest. Another Is that Unity right? game. Yeah, another Unity game. Yeah, it's a it's a great game. It is it is almost without doubt the prettiest 2d game i've ever seen um absolutely gorgeous bags of atmosphere just um it's kind of it's got a bit of a limbo feel to it um but there's also like very much a a kind of nod to the the metroid mechanic um um basically you've you they um they've made um a platformer game which is it's 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 weird really it's it sort of has a nod to kind of earlier stuff kind of like 90s era platforming i guess um it's it's a lot harder than than those screenshots might imply um so the the bit i'm on at the moment i have actually been stuck on for about a week oh no Um, if that if that kind of explains how hard it can actually get um but it's no it's it really is great for it as well it's 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 a really kind of fun um and it's challenging to like the right degree um the as i say the art design is absolutely beautiful the music is fantastic they've got like a very you can sort of tell that the studio is made up of you know developers from all over the world there's you can there's a definite kind of um kind of japanese vibe you can you can feel in there it's just yeah just such a gorgeous game uh and yeah if you enjoyed stuff like limbo i i would definitely say give it a try it looks like there's like a similar sort of locomotion to like sonic like 
just looking at the gameplay videos not quite there is there's there's kind of sections really where um yeah it, just it, in places it, yeah it, the pace kind of picks up a little bit um and yeah this is one thing that's sort of sort of um interesting and, and unique about it that there's a mechanic where if you ha if there's a projectile fired at you um this, and this happens of after a few hours of gameplay, it's not an ability at the start, but when a projectile is fired near to you, when it's very close, you can hit a button and that will basically pause the world and then you can aim um, with this kind of arrow around the main character and then launch in the direction. So you basically kind of steal the energy of the projectile and use that to do these really high jumps. Um, but it's a really, really clever mechanic and it kind of opens up all these, these kind of different um, uh, platforming puzzles. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just really cool. It's, I, like I say, if you like those kind of Metroid games, um, or you, or you, or you liked, you know, Limbo, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a really gorgeous game. So do you control both of those characters? No. You're um, just the little white dude, uh, I? So far, at the point I'm at now, I'm only sort of about a few hours in, um, it's only the little guy. Um, I don't want to say any more than that because spoilers. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just the little guy. Oh no, I'm definitely going to try and get to this, but um, mm. no, I think of... you'd love it, man, because you love like Rain, Rayman and stuff like that, don't you? Oh yeah, I've got plenty um, of time for 2D stuff. Yeah, uh, in fact, I've been playing some 2D stuff of my own. Uh, might as well get to it now. I've uh, I've, pl I've been playing uh, Super Time Force Ultra, which oh, yeah. uh, is uh, I think it came out at the end of last year. And it's uh, pixel art all the way, but the conceit of this is that basically you can you're running around and uh, at any point if you uh, well at any point you can elect to wind back time and then respawn as another one of your team. There's like about I think by the end of the game I had about eight different characters I could play as, each one of them having a different kind of melee ranged attack or whatever. But the thing is, if you save yourself from dying you kind of uh, double up your power uh, and also you gain extra lives um, that prevent you from having to wind back time again. Um, there's six different areas. There's like a prehistoric world. There's a, a 90s world, which is basically Mad Max because the, 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 thing, the thing about the game is it's quite funny, actually, because you're not really fixing anything. You're kind of ruining everything uh, as you go around through these levels and and kill people you probably shouldn't and stuff um so uh and and at the end of each level you get this replay and i saved all of these out of my shadow play and put them all on youtube so you can watch my entire playthrough in i uh, about 30 minutes because that was that's... a lot of videos my friend <laughs> yeah but but the reason i did it was because it would only be 30 minutes in total because uh the actual you, it takes you a while to get through each level, but when you the replay plays everything back concurrently, so you can see where you did a uh, time okay. boost gotcha. and it had like <laughs> and had twenty versions of yourself <laughs> fighting at one firing at one thing just to just because you needed to do so much damage in such a small amount of time. Gotcha. Um, a lot of the boss segments as well work so that even if you're you've got guys firing in certain directions they're still going to hit the boss no matter at what point of death he's at you know um that is quite cleverly well designed like that um 
but yeah it's a little bit silly i think <clears throat> it lasted me about eight hours in the end um it's quite tricky um i'm sure if you were much more skilled than me you could probably run <clears throat> through the game and not have to use all the lives like i did and you know i don't know but yeah it's uh th- i think the reason i've got because uh super time force came out i think originally on xbox like way over a year ago and super time force ultra is like the sort of the ultra bit is for the the new game plus <coughs> mode you open at the end of the game where you basically have to do everything um and i don't think you can you can only w- rewind time under a certain condition or something um but it's like an uber hard mode so there's plenty of game in there so yeah i played that uh have you played anything, Ian? Um, I've been playing not very much, but I have played some Elder Scrolls Online as that went free to... Uh, that removed the subscription very recently. Um, and it's been a good one to dip in and out when I've got half an hour and stuff. They haven't actually done the relaunch yet, have they? Uh, they kind of have. It's been... I mean, if you look at the website and stuff, it's been... It's been labelled as Tamriel Unlimited and shit, which is a bit cheesy. But um, yeah, that's right. There's been a massive influx of players, which is really, really good. Not that it was—I mean, it had a lot of players previously, but now the the starting zones at least are there's a lot of people there. Um, oh, I haven't cool. got very far. Uh, I'm taking my time and trying to be a completist or a completionist, whatever the right word is, um, for the bits that I kind of did within the previous character. Um, and I, I'm really enjoying it, just as something to, you know, it's Skyrim enough to feel familiar, but it's not so Skyrim that I feel I've got to go look at underneath every crate for shit, uh, <laughs> or go and listen to everybody's tale of woe and do everything they require of me. Uh, it, it feels, for me anyway, more casual in the same way that Lotro did, uh, where I can just pop in for a bit, do a bit, feel good for having spent 45 minutes in it and come back to it a couple of days later or a week later and just pick it up. Uh, I am completely ignoring the plot. I'm skipping through all the quest missions, but I've done that in MMOs for years. Really don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> since that kid sitting on the pier in WoW, oh, Mr. I've dropped my, my sister dropped my necklace in the lake. <laughs> that was the last <laughs> MMO quest that I gave a shit about. Um, and now it's just, right, where is it? How many flibbles do I need to kill? And and I'm off. But to be fair, there aren't a lot of there isn't a lot of flibble killing in this. It seems to be more. Um, there's a lot of story stuff and way too much voice acting in a good way. Um, uh, what's his name? I was going to say this is like, um, yeah, this is like Elder Scrolls, man. This is like serious lore. There's none of this nonsense. Yeah, it's like... not. I really liked WoW until the. Uh, until the fucking spaceships arrived, and then you know I bought that expansion. I I I, I, I didn't see any yeah, of that. Yeah, I bought the expansion and grinded that character up to fifty or sixty, whatever it was at the time. But it was just no. It's it used to feel a bit fantasy, it's, and now they're just they're just throwing shit in so they can do Kessel Run jokes. Uh, by a, uh, sorry, there's there's spaceships in Wow. Yeah. That was quite a few expansions ago. A spaceship crashed in one of the zones. Wow, and, I I missed <clears> that. And the last one had totally giant pandas that. riding on the back of a turtle. To be fair, that was quite nice. I have played the 
panda yeah. character. But yeah, I mean, they just. I know about the pandas, but um, yeah, I, the I, UFO. They, that's that's I, new to I me. I don't really like the mix of genres with that. I, maybe I'm just a snob. Pretty sure I am. Um, I, I like my fantasy to either be fantasy to be one or the other. Uh, and, and this well, manages. Well, I was always. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, was always, it was always kooky, high. and it always had bits in there that you think, "What? There's a gnome driving a fucking robot. What is going on?" They put plants versus zombies in it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's okay, but but this feels much more like a proper or a, a like a fantasy world of literature, as Elder Sc- the Elder Scrolls, the Skyrim stuff does. It feels like a living, breathing world from a novel that was written 50 years ago that everybody goes, oh, wow, have you read this book? Um, mm. <laughs> without it being the only book people have read, like Lord of the Rings or other such things, because it's cool and hip. Uh, <clears throat> and I, I really enjoy it. And if you've, I, I'm not sure how much it is to buy. I'm fairly sure I bought it when it came out, foolishly. Um, but there's a lot of people. The quests are really good. It, it's not just going kill a ton of shit. You feel like you're moving forward with things. I can really tell you what it is. I've been skipping them all, but I, I'm definitely not going and killing twenty of these. Um, there's a lot of talking that I skip through. <laughs> it's just, it just, it's a brain. It switches my brain off and it fills my time without having to think about work or coding or anything that has been quite overwhelming over the last few months. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, sure enough, as I predicted weeks ago on here, uh, when I pointed out how cheap Elder Scrolls Online was uh, to buy, like 10 quid or whatever it was on CD Keys, the uh, Tamriel Unlimited version is back up to 28.90. So, but even at that price, it's still not the most expensive MMO out there there by a long way. There is, it's a, it's a huge, huge game. I think in total I've probably put 40 hours into it, and that includes the character that I played when it came out. Um, and yeah. really not a lot of time at all. Not days and days, in, at a go anyway. Um, and I've, I haven't quite finished the starting zone yet. Right. Um, and I've not been dying a lot. I've been, you know, and, and that includes me skipping through the text stuff. If you know, they're either saying well done or here's another quest and I really don't care. Uh, but the world looks beautiful and um, people seem very friendly, which is always a good thing in an MMO. There aren't a load of dicks uh, getting in the way or just... Oh, I played WoW recently with my wife and when we got to Goldshire there was like three <laughs> level 90s and three elves, half-naked elves being prostituted in the front outside the inn. My God, it's Jeez, the Wild what West. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll take you behind this bush and. Wife, we're going somewhere no. else. This is not. <laughs> Obviously, she didn't play again, but. That's... This is not the MMO we're looking no, for. But, you know, it, it seemed much more friendly and everybody was enjoying themselves and people were helpful without. Oh, why didn't you fucking help me? Uh, Have you been doing, like, grouping in that or just um, doing your own thing? <clears throat> the dungeons. There are some instanced, instanced dungeons, but most of them you can you can go in with other people. Just you go in, other people are in there. You do stuff together, uh, and I really right. enjoy that because it means you can. If you're a solo player, which I tend to be, the older I get, uh, if you wait for a group to go in and then wait a couple of minutes and then go in after them, <laughs> and you can just kind of 
uh, like a museum tour where you attach yourself to a group being shown round. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> you, you can do that, and then you oh oh we, we've killed everyone. Well done, everyone. Skip skip to the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I really love how it looks. Uh, the hero engine was used by uh, the old Republic as well, and I always had a thing about that, and it just felt like it was a fantasy engine being forced into sci-fi. But as a fantasy right. engine, it looks chuffing beautiful really it really really does um the characters feel a bit light maybe i thought i always felt the skyrim characters were they felt like they'd been standing there waiting for you to come up and say hello for a number of years and they felt tired and Uh, (laughs) worn and stuff and these feel slightly like they're just off the production line which is okay i mean there's a lot of people in there um, I don't know. Skyrim characters used to go around and do stuff like the blacksmith. Yeah, but they, but they, they always they looked used like to they, wander around. they looked like they'd been blacksmithing for a while and stuff instead of hi, yeah, I'm I the suppose. elf, uh, which is you know, yeah, I, I've just finished elf school and here I am, I'm an elf, uh, which <laughs> some things can do, and and it all works really well. I think if it goes, if they ever move to the free-to-play and microtransaction model. They do have microtransactions, but it's not for stuff that you need. It's not pay-to-win. Um, it's more fluff. Well, Elder Scrolls is effectively free-to-play, isn't it? Once you so bought the game, yeah. It's, it's like Good Wars 2. Yeah, it's had all that, it's had all that stuff, yeah. But it, it's, it's, but it was only this month that the subscription was dropped. So that's why people have gone in. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing really <clears throat> gating you off from any content, though, right? Uh, I, I've only got I've done some bits in the next zone, but I haven't. I certainly haven't got far enough to know that there's going to be a paywall saying, "Sorry, I'm sorry, traveller, you must spend twenty pounds to access this gate." Uh, and I'm if there is, I'm just not going to do, do that, it, though. So it's fine. Yeah, I'm guessing they're going to do that with add-ons, though, aren't they? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I think there's enough. There's enough for support for the franchise, if you want to call it that, that it could run for years. It could run for, uh, as long as Lotro has or uh, the other sure, ones Sure, but they'll need that revenue to come in from somewhere, and I, I imagine they'll do it with, like, DLC and stuff. Yeah, maybe. don't know. Yeah. But, like, like there's still a huge game there, so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like... If you want to really dip to... into a fantasy world that feels like a fantasy world... Uh, and is familiar if you enjoyed Skyrim. It's probably worth a look. I'm not sure I'd spend 30 yeah. quid on it to dip in and out of. Uh, also been playing Elite Wings, Elite Dangerous, the Wings, as I think you have as well, Rob. And you really should be bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Uh, I need to sort yeah, that out. So. I, I, so what have you and Rad has been playing? Uh, I think we did it the, the before the last time or the last time we... Sorry, however many weeks ago it was, five weeks ago that we recorded the last playing one. Let's stop pretending. We record four of these in one night, and I don't remember when the, the last one was. <laughs> it's like the late show. It's uh, always, oh, it was, about, it was about a month ago. It was about a month ago it went live, because I remember uh, talking to Adam about doing it, and we, we played some last week as well. Right. I put a load of videos of it on my yeah. YouTube channel. Uh, uh, it's it, yeah, it's it's good. We, I'm not sure I've completely got the hang out of it, hang of it all yet, because I know there's some there's certainly some something to uh, coordinating your jumps and stuff. But there was totally a moment where uh, Matt got interdicted uh, when we were like en route to somewhere, and then we were able to lock onto his wake. 
Um, and the, then the, me and Adam came into the rescue. Yeah, the, the, there's a setting in the and, uh, in the wings tab where you can uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like if one of us drops out of uh, I can't remember what it's called hyperspace. Let's call it. Everybody else would super yeah, cruise. If one of us drops out of super cruise. Everyone else will drop out of super cruise, and that means that if one person gets interdicted, everybody else will drop will drop out or drop into their interdiction as well. It the way it handles all of that is really really graceful. Um, except if you leave it off and somebody arrives at a station before you, you then get dumped into space in the middle of nowhere, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we 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 just had it a lot. I think where. One of us, normally Matt, I think, was uh, was was running off to the next system, and then I, and then I don't think we were. You have to basically click on them and and select like lock drive to them or something. But then I think you've got to be within a certain yes, range, you can, and it yeah, won't you can't send jump you across off. the galaxy to them. You you have to, and you've got to have your throttle up to yeah. to I mean, go it's into the it as well. So uh, super drive rules. You have to be pointing in the uh, right direction and this kind of stuff and all the rest of it. Uh, but it, it does handle it really well. And I'm not really sure. I think they need something else to make it more stuff going on. Um, but I'm not really sure what it is. Do you need to build your, build your own space stations? Do you need to go planet side? Um, I think there's a... F- what, to just make it more like involving? Um, like things yeah, to do? I mean... It's okay to grind stuff and, you know, make money and buy the ships and trade shit and mine and all of that, but the the ability to do stuff with a group of people that you know where they're going to be could introduce some extra levels to the game that it doesn't have at the moment. You could, I mean, you could add... You some could long-term add, yeah, objectives. Yeah, you, you could add, like, a, a story arc that says, that starts in one place and takes you across the galaxy to get somewhere else and along the way shit happens to your group uh, so it becomes more like a yeah more like a small novel than just right here you are I'm not going to tell you what to do your choice buy some shit mine some shit find some pirates I mean yeah. that's all okay but I, I couldn't do that as much as I think I wanted to when I backed Elite mm. um, no I think if you if you pay attention to the Galnet feed I think there's some very uh, light uh, storyline stuff that you can get involved in. Yeah. Uh, I think there was like, you know, there was an excess of slaves in a certain area, which meant you would, you could, you, there was a good chance you'd have slaves to pick up at a reduced price but, but, and then but, but those take aren't, them elsewhere. Yeah, but, but those aren't story elements. They're uh, navigation beacons for the, the quests that you picked up from the bulletin board that says, uh, free the slaves, buy, take, bring us two slaves and we'll give them work here. So I mean that's oh no that's that's actually economic stuff that's being highlighted in those news updates, yeah. and if you pay attention to those, I think there is some stuff you can get involved in, but it involves having a mega jump distance to be able to get involved in all that right. stuff because okay. it's all happening at certain parts in the, of the galaxy that I don't even think I'm anywhere near. Yeah. to be quite honest, it doesn't so, take uh, that long to do to get across. I mean, obviously the galaxy is enormous, but. Oh. If they had a lot of story stuff, I'd probably still click through it anyway, but it it does feel like it's they've just given us a playground and we have to make our own shit up. And that's, mm. and that's okay. But, <laughs> but when yeah. you're with other people, I'd like the, to have the ability to... Or it w- would be nice to have the ability to maybe create missions for each other or for other people. Like mm. Not as 
crazy as Eve does or other things have done, but even just if you're mining somewhere and you need some fuel to be able to add, add a mission that says, would you mind very much getting me some fuel things, dropping them off here and I'll pay you this much for it. This kind of social interaction. Yeah, social- maybe a couple of escort missions, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, this is what, this is what we I found when we played. Like I just did find myself after taking down about twenty bounties. Uh, it was like, oh, so what do we do now? And it's like, well, we go back and get our money. Yeah. Okay, now what do we do? <laughs> yeah. It's... And in mm. some cases, you might fly too close to a sun and blow up before you can collect said bounties. Well, I mean, that's less said about that. That's a problem in chair, not in computer. Um... Uh, well, yeah, and a problem with like flying too close to the sun and not being able to go into super cruise because of the mass level that I'm near. Did, did you not God, see the big orange nightmare. glowy thing or whatever it was, white, red? No, because it was it was a <coughs> white, hot, blue thing. Oh, okay. It was, a, <coughs> it was a Nova and it totally fucked yeah. me. But anyway, enough about that. I was ever so angry at the time. But no, that's why... <laughs> You've not hung on to that. That's why I think you need to... I, that's why I think you need to kind of go into the game uh, with a bit of an idea of what you want to do. Now, me and Adam are talking about doing some mining just because I haven't tried that yeah. yet. Um, and I've, I've heard it's a bit tedious, but I don't care. I just want to know what it's about. But, but, you, um, but you could but do you, mining while other people were like kind of defending you, couldn't you? So then You could do mining while people were just, just doing uh, proximity and taking, getting rid of any potential yeah. threats. With, or and people that, with bounties. That kind of thing sounds great. A moment ago where you said you'd killed 20 people and then some, well, what do we do now? Go and get the money. That's just MMO questing. And that's okay yeah. because trading is really just MMO questing. And that's okay because the combat in Elite is fucking it, uh, awesome. With the Rift, I, I haven't played it without the Rift for bloody weeks now. Um, yeah, fuck, it's amazing. Uh, there is a an elite launcher called uh, Elite Launch. Uh, if you search for Elite Dangerous Launch, I think there's, it's just like a tiny EXE that you can run before uh, you run it first and then you run the game. And it lets you do stuff like set the HUD colours, uh, ch- change the uh, colour scheme. Cool. You can sp- sp- uh, tell it to run in Rift mode before you get in so you don't have to try and faff around with that sodding menu in side-by-side and stuff. <laughs> so... Mm. Setting up a colour scheme that works beautiful in the Rift. I've got green text with blue highlights. Just, it's so mm. readable in VR. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have to what, what? go in and tweak a load of shit to make it work properly. I just run this tiny little program to start with. Launchily, I mean, it's side by side and I'm good to go. There's no faffing around with turning Rift stuff off or Oculus runtime nonsense. It just works. It's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> What ships are we rocking at the moment? I recently got myself an adder because I'd been away from the game for a while and I, I, when I left it, I'd just gone full-on eagle, ripped out the cargo holds, was just interdicting fools and taking them on. <laughs> interdicting and, uh, fools? When, well, okay. Yeah, well... <laughs> Give me your gold change, AI. fool. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, when I came back to the game, I wanted... I was going to go back to a Sidewinder just because I wanted something that had a little bit more flexibility in what I could do with it. So I did, I was about to do that. And then I was at the shipyard and realized I actually had enough if I stripped my, my, uh, my Eagle to get a adder, which is a bit of a slow piece of shit, but it's got loads of hard points and cargo capacity. And, uh, 
and it's cool. It's a bit weird though because it's like you're driving uh, a car because you're you're all over one side yeah. of it. Uh, you well, it was in your video. I've not seen. It's yeah, yeah. It's like you were just off to one side, Millennium Falconish. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mm. But it felt like um, it did feel when I was flying with the other two because uh, Matt's in a Cobra and Adam's in a Viper. I did feel def- definitely felt like I was a bit like a slow coach, but I was still <laughs> managing to take out enough. It's proof enough that I was able to like. There's no argument about it. Literally, you get the bounty. You know that the guy's got a thirty grand bounty. You get ten grand. You know you've done as much damage. But I definitely think the guys were like the others were sort of trying to lay off a bit to make sure that I landed enough hits on the thing as well. Because at least that's Let the sense the I get, win. and you will if you watch yeah. the video. Yeah, yeah. Because they they are flying right off to these things, right mm. up their asses, and I'm like, hang on a minute, yeah. boost. <laughs> you know, me, trying to get so me. so sorry. Yeah, which which ships are, are you uh, guys I, flying at the moment? I've, oh, I. Sorry, uh, I, sorry. I've got the Cobra Mark III from the whatever it was founders early access beta tester doobie thing. Oh, you had just got one of those, did you? Yeah, just got one of those for being did... one of those backers. Um, so didn't have cool. to work for that. <clears throat> uh, I did work for it in the in the test last year. Though I earned the money and bought that through my hard earned money. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. But I'd got some reputation issues since then, so I started a new character. A couple of months ago, or just before the wing stuff, I think. I've never done the 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 wipe. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I've, I did the wipe recently as well. Uh, oh, so you're so just in yeah. basic. It's so okay. yeah. you know, it's it's not a thing. Mm. Well, the thing is, I haven't really started playing the game yet. Um, no, I, the, the, all, I've, I've spent quite a few hours playing it, but do you know what I mean? I haven't really kind of committed to. You're to just that. testing it. Exactly, yeah, I, yeah, just trying to learn how to play it, really. I'm really not sure I'm going to commit mm. to it as much as I want to. I will do one day, perhaps when I retire, should I retire. Mm. Um, I don't uh, think I'm going to. I think it's going to be a weekly fix for me. And I think that would be enough. And also, I like, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Be- and and that, also, and like I said before, it's like in, in VR as well, it's a bit of an experiential thing. Like sometimes you just feel like bombing around in a spaceship and looking at some suns and stuff and like you can you can just kind of drop yeah, in and I, do that. I, I, I've um, been finding myself just flying around planets because I can look up at them. As, yeah. So you get that, yeah. like you're doing the, some movies where you're flying over a planet and it's just, you get the circle above your head as you're going around it. Yeah. Fuck, it looks yeah. beautiful. It just looks beautiful. I know you're just looking at a sphere with a texture on, but yeah. uh, it does feel like you're <laughs> you're doing that stuff. And I still I still get that just on a screen. To be yeah. honest, I know it's not as good, but well, I mean it's the same thing. I'm sure Adam has it with his. He's got track IR, hasn't he? Or has he got track? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I mean, that's don't know how there much is, he is. Um, there is something about experiencing the scale of a planet or a sun, though, in VR that doesn't translate into 2D. Um, yeah, there's even the stations. I'm, do you know? I mean. I, uh, when you find a station that's got uh, the spinny bits and on the cogs and the wheels and stuff, I still find myself mm. slamming into those at quite high speed because I'm just, mm. oh wow, look at this, and not looking where I'm going. <laughs> then it's yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, a, a space game it's all a, it's really all about scale. That's all you really have to work yeah. with, isn't it? You, you've got these massive battle, st- these sorry, massive um, base stations, and you've got these massive planets and stars and, and suns and. And also, like the you know, a lot of the ships are, are really huge as well, and that's really all you have to work with. So th- that's why VR kind of makes so much sense for 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 space combat in particular, 
that it allows you to actually experience the size of those those objects. Yes. But yeah, that that's a for me that was always a, like a huge part of what made it fun to play in VR. Um, that you yeah it's, you you could just kind of just take in the scale of of an object, and that's that's I think that's a that's a cool yeah. thing. Cool. Well, yeah, I'm going to be playing it tomorrow, so yeah, if you guys are yeah, about, I think I'll see, we'll be. see you in space. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's probably a good place to end it. Okay. This has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm at EboGB, which is E-B-O-W-G-B. And I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Goodbye, dear listener. love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts? I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in.